I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. back to Canto Byte Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today as always is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hi Brittany. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I just answered a phone call from my sister asking me a baking question. So I feel like I live in opposite land because <laughs> I am not a baker nor like savvy in the kitchen. And the fact that my sister was asking me about a recipe that I like, like, I don't know. It's, it's nice. Like I feel like giving myself like a pat and pat in the back. Well done. You were able to answer her. Yeah. She was just asking about like what sugars to, to add, to add or to not to add. And I'm thinking like, why would you add something? Like I, I, the only thing I add to the recipe, it's like these like sheet pan pancakes thing. And I just like add sometimes like bananas to it and I mix it in with like the wet ingredients just cause like, I like the taste of like bananas sometimes and, and things, but yeah, cause they were like, Oh, should I add like more sugar? I'm like, well, mm. no, no, don't do that. <laughs> but my sister just texted me. She's like, sorry, mom was just wondering. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. That's fine. But yeah, no. I'm good. How's your week been? Eh, uneventful. It's been all right. That's good. Have you been up to anything exciting? No, not really. Just uh, been cleaning up the place, uh, getting rid of all my boxes, hanging up all my paintings. I have a lot of paintings. If you would have asked me six months ago, like the thing that I would have most in my place, like I would probably would have said porgs, but like I. I, for some reason, have, like, all these, like, paintings for some reason. I don't know, like, where they came from or, like, why I have so many of them. But I was spent this morning, like, just, like, figuring out where they all go. I found a place for the cats. The cats are going in the kitchen. I can't okay. wait to show a final picture of the cats in the kitchen. That's the cowboy yeah. cats, right? The cowboy cats, yes. The cowboy cats are going in the kitchen. Um, I don't really know where everything else is going to go i still have nothing over the bed i really want a painting or something over the bed because i feel like it just looks like so bare and mm. i was gonna put this like landscape painting of like trees and snow and shit but it's like too small so i had to put it like kind of by my tv 
like it, my whole surroundings right now are these like beautiful like landscape paintings that I got from an estate sale and like I had to get all four of them because like I didn't want to leave one behind because like I'm weird <laughs> like that so I just need to find something that like goes with all of them and thank god like they're all in my color palette because like I have a color palette that I've been using that like is like all the colors that I like and they all go together so it's nice to know that the colors that I like all are connected with one another. That's cool. Yeah. I'm not really one for like interior decorating, but I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> all right. That's good. Okay. It's good. Yeah. Cause at least I have like, I have the fundamentals you know, I have the colors I like, you know, I have the things I like, and now I'm just putting it all together. It's like fun, but sometimes it's a little stressful. But then it's like if I go to Ikea and get curtains, and then like the curtains are too long, then I have to go somewhere else and get curtains. And then it just it's like a whole thing, you know, just first world problems. My curtains are too long, so I have to go get other ones. Then gotta got other ones, and they're long enough. Um, there's still other shit I need to get. But I'm happy. I have all the things that I need except a crock pot. So I I need to get a crock pot. And, like, I don't want to get one off of Amazon because, like, for some reason, like, I trust Amazon. But, like, I don't trust people because, like, you see all the reviews and it's, like, all of these crock pots, like, are, like, the glass is shattered on them. I'm thinking, how the fuck did you slap, did, did you shatter the glass on your crock pot? Like, how does that happen? But I don't know. And then, like, you you look for, like, a bedspread or something, or you look for, like, a duvet cover, and it's like, oh, this one had mold in it. And I'm thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, how the fuck does that happen? And uh, I don't know. It just – when things have been reviewed so many thousands of times, like, obviously something's, like, going to go wrong, but it's just, like, scary because it's, like, it could be, like, the worst possible thing. You know? Yeah, like, well, then you just return it. Amazon's, like, I mean, look, they're a terrible company, but their returns are fairly easy. They don't question you at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not worried about that, about the returns. It just, it's, like, I love the ease and simpleness of just buying something and then just keeping it. Because, like, I already have a list of things that I already have to return, which is, like, 100% my fault. But also, I'm just, like... Oh, okay. I have to do that. I have to do that. But uh, also, like, this is just, like, lollygagging. Like, I don't have to do this kind of stuff. This isn't, like, I need 100% this. It's like, well, I'm fine with the sheets I have now. You know, they're a little warm and it's summertime. And for some reason, uh, the humidity is really high here. And that's not really normal for, like, San Diego, especially, like, during the winter or during the summers. So, I don't know. But also, like, I'm... God, I'm like uh, 10, 15 minutes from the beach now. So I think that that definitely adds to it. So I'm definitely experiencing some like temperature change compared to when I was at home. So a lot of adjustments, but I'm holding up. Yeah, I um, I need to buy a new bookshelf or, or some sort of shelving thing because I mean, first of all, because I need more room for books, but... Also, I just pre-ordered the um, Hot Toys did a version of the armor from The Mandalorian. And I just pre-ordered that. It doesn't come out until fall, but I have no, like, I don't have any place to put it, like, if it came tomorrow. 
Oh, shit. I know. I need to get a dresser because I've been using bookshelves for storage because I just get those storage bins. And I just put, like, different, like, miscellaneous, like, clothes stuff in there, like, socks, sports bras, like, just stuff I can, like, easily take out. You know, like, Carlos's work shirts or his undershirts. And, like, that's the most, like, convenient thing that, like, you know, when I think of bookshelf, I think of books. But, like, I'm able to put, like, clothes and storage bins in there. And I'm like, that is, that is genius. Then I need to get a dresser because, like, we have so many fucking clothes. You don't realize how many clothes you have until you have to put them all in a box and you have to take them out of a box. And then, like, just, like, more keep appearing. Like, I thought I was done with my clothes. And then I see another box. And it's full of clothes. And then, like, I have another box of shoes. They're all my winter shoes. And I'm like, I can't even think of winter shoes right now. And just, God, like, I need to get rid of, like, everything. Like, you don't realize how much of something you have until you have to, like, carry it all from one place and copy and paste into another yeah that's one of the very very exciting things about moving i know like i did not have any idea how i thought this process would go like i've helped people move before i helped carlos move once and i'm like oh, okay this isn't so bad but like holy shit it's it's a whole process i mean like obviously like i knew it would be a process but like i it's it's so much especially when you're starting off like from scratch when there's nothing but you know the essentials like you have your oven you have your fridge everything else that's it you have to you know put everything everywhere you have to style everything everywhere you know how far should the couch or how in line should the couch be with the wall you know there's just like so many things that like you never like found yourself thinking about especially with, with closet space it's like what can i fit in here what else do we need? Like, it just, it's all these questions. And I don't know, it just, it's, it's such like a weird, like out of body experience because it's like, you know, like just like a short couple of months ago, you know, I was applying for jobs, you know, being like, shit, like, when am I going to find something? And now it's like, I have a job, I have a new place, and then I have to pay for these bills. And it's just like, it's, it's crazy. It's, but it's good. It's good change. I'm happy. I'm happy I'm finally here with Carlos because this has been like a really long time coming. So it's one step towards our forever future. So I'm really happy. That's good. Glad you're starting to get settled in. I know. Now we just need animals. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but so what have you been watching? Hmm, okay, let's see. I watched, um, gosh, I watched Gossip Girl, and I think I might be done with Gossip Girl. I almost didn't watch this episode, and then I did it, and I think, I think part of the problem is ep these episodes have been, like, almost an hour long, and because old Gossip Girl was on commercial TV, they were only, like, 42 minutes long, and that is a better length for Gossip Girl. Yeah, I do feel like it's, like, super long, too. Like, especially the, all those HBO shows. Right now, I'm watching Band of Brothers. And, like, that's, like, an hour, a little over an hour. And it just, you can't stop watching. And then it's, like, six hours later. And, and that's how I feel with Gossip Girl sometimes. And I'm so annoyed with Gossip Girl, too. Because 
you know, it's one of those shows where I'm like, great. Like I would run on the treadmill and watch it. But like now I go to a gym. I can't watch Gossip Girl at the gym. Like they have sex and shit. And people are going to be like, <laughs> why are you watching porn on the treadmill? Like I can't do that, Emily. I mean, you totally could, but. I could watch Ted Lasso on the treadmill, but Ted Lasso is only 30 minutes. That's why I like Ted Lasso. I don't know. Ted Lasso, I don't know if it should be longer. I think it's I think it's a good length. But yeah, Gossip Girl, like I, I didn't have time to watch it this week because I was so busy with unpacking. And then I had to work from home one of the days because there was a leak in my work. And um, yeah, busy, busy. But I'm, I'm meaning to watch Gossip Girl. Uh, I, I keep hearing that it just it's. It's not good. And that makes me sad. Yeah, no, it sucks. But uh, I did that. We finally got the season two premiere of Ted Lasso. I have watched it came out Friday. I've seen it three times. It is so good. Uh, the opening scene is fairly shocking. But I just I love this show. It makes me so happy. And I bought, uh, I just ordered a Roy Kent uh, AFL jersey that I'm very excited for. Spent too much money on, but. I just love Roy so much. Like, he's just so angry, but just so lovable. And I think he's my favorite, especially now that he's a um, under nine football coach. <sighs> It's so cute, and I like his new beard, and I'm just happy that he and Keely are very much together and seem, like, super happy, and their scenes with his niece, Phoebe, are adorable. He owes her a lot of money for cursing. (laughs) There is cute. I love that relationship and how just, like, healthy and good it is. Like, at the end, when she totally unprompted apologized to him, and means it and doesn't have to be told that she fucked up. And I just, I like it. I like it too. And I like that, you know, he not only accepted the apology, but like he understood like where it was coming from. Like he's so understanding, like Mr. Tough Guy, you know, just yeah. always wants to be right. But he's just also just so good and he's just so loving and how he agreed to do the double date because he really didn't want to do it and he could have chosen not to do it but he still did it and then at the end when he tells Rebecca you know how she should feel like she's been struck by lightning by someone and it just ah it's so funny it's so good it's such a like good inspiring speech but it's told but it's really so he's so angry about it that it's it's just funny and charming and good and I love the show. I am interested to see where the new storyline with the uh, sports psychiatrist goes. I think that is a good addition to the show. Somebody to sort of challenge Ted because I think it's in, in you know because Ted's such a good guy. It's interesting to show his flaws. One of them being is like he wants to be the one who solves things and helps people. And so dealing with somebody else having that job is very difficult for him. Yeah. And I think definitely over the next couple episodes, you know, he's going to learn, you know, that he's not only the only one who can help and save people and that, you know, to truly help and save people, you know, sometimes like 
he can't do anything or he shouldn't do anything because like someone else, you know, can do it. And he just needs to accept that. But also another Ted Lasso moment that I loved was, you know, the press conference after um, the incident with the dog and how he shares that like beautiful story about how he got attacked by a dog and um, just how he had to take, he ended up having to take care of the dog and he loved the dog, even though it's he the feared most dog ever. And then, and just, it's just so beautiful. And then just like, Oh, you know, I hope this dog, you know, it brought as much happiness, you know, and now it's, I don't know, just the whole, the whole Ted Lasso speech. It was just like so inspiring about this dog, but just how fucking traumatic it was just what, with everything that happened. I, just can't get over how good Jason Sudeikis is on this show. Like I, I knew he was a funny guy. Like I didn't, I don't particularly know somebody I ever particularly cared about, but he has made Ted Lasso, which show so could easily be a joke of a character, like a one note thing into a really layered person. And he just is excellent at every single aspect of that character. Yeah, it's so good. He's really good. Like they chose a wonderful actor for this role, and the whole class, the whole cast too. You know, have Keely, um, you have Rebecca. I loved Rebecca this episode. You know, her starting to date again, and she seemed happy, even though the guy that she was with was a little boring. You know, but Roy is right. You know, she deserves to feel like she's been struck by lightning by someone, and that's just such a beautiful statement especially coming from Roy like I I love that and I want that for her too and like the fact that he was mad about that too you know seeing like what she deserves just shows just like how everyone just loves and respects her so much and that just makes me so happy that just how everyone gets along and you know how this show is you know with relationships and with people and how just everyone's here for each other and that just it's so lighthearted you know so wholesome yeah and i don't know like i just spent um like an hour last night recording an episode of that geek pod with our friend Catherine neen and we we basically just talked about ted lasso the entire time oh because i i can talk about that show forever it's it's so, I, I still, like I've said this before, but it's like on paper is a show I would find so irritating and sappy and dumb, but instead it is charming and lovely and fills me with joy. Yeah. When I first watched the trailer for this, I thought that it was just one of those like sports shows where, oh, like the team is bad and the team is good. The coach inspires people. That's it. But then get someone as lovely as ted lasso and those those fucking uh sweets that he makes and he just makes everyone's lives better i love that he's they show that he's still bringing her biscuits that made me happy i need to know the recipe of those biscuits yeah i mean they're shortbread of some kind but they look amazing and i want and i love shortbread and i want them but no, the show's just, it's good. I'm glad it's weekly because I definitely would have watched it all in one sitting. And instead, every Friday now, I get a little dose of, okay, even if I'm having a shitty week or a shitty day, I can watch an episode of Ted Lasso and it will make me happy. 
yeah, I'm loving the amount of just shows that we're getting. We're getting Bad Batch. We're getting, you know, Gossip Girl, even though it should be better. Um, we're getting Ted. Like, I just love how there's always something to watch. And there's always something that, okay, if I'm feeling this, I can watch Ted Lasso. If I'm just, like, doing something around the house and I need to put something on, you know, that's Bad Batch. And, you know, what other whatever Marvel shows are going to be coming up next. I think that What If one is going to come up, like, relatively soon. And I think that should be really good. But I don't know. I just I'm really happy with like what what's on the TV now. Yeah, um, I've been because I had a Target had and maybe still has a thing where if you have like the Target app with like the circle membership, you can get a free couple months of Apple TV, which timed out really well because it means I can actually watch Ted Lasso instead of stealing Ted Lasso. But I've been checking out some of the other stuff as well. And I'm watching one called Physical with uh, Rose Byrne. And it is like an 80s. And she is like a woman who becomes like a an aerobics instructor. And hmm. it's like one of those big, like, you know, like the huge, like, you know, like on TV, like home video aerobics instructors. But it's it's sort of like her journey doing that. And it's it is comedy drama because it's it's quite funny. And, you know, it's her unhappy marriage, her husband who's like running for political office and all this shit. But one of the things that's m- most remarkable about it is this character. And, and this is I, I say this because it's a huge trigger warning to put on the show is she has a, a fairly severe eating disorder and we keep hearing her inner voice of her just like hating herself and like thinking she's a like fat ugly old cow and stuff and this is Rose Byrne you know she's fucking gorgeous and very thin but I've I've never seen a show that quite so like openly showed that voice and it's 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 quite compelling, but also like the the comedy in it is really well done, and it, I just sort of serves to even more highlight how stark the the um, sort of invasive thoughts of her or eating disorder are. Hmm, that's that's interesting. I I what's the show called again? Uh, physical, physical. I have to check that out. Um, I've been watching a lot of the Olympics the past couple days and they keep showing all those god awful peacock um, commercials mm-hmm. and they are showing like all the shows that they're providing for peacock and uh, I don't know like have you seen any of those you know shows that they're trying to you know promote like I just don't think any of them look good yeah I haven't been particularly impressed by any of Peacock's offerings, as far as I remember. The most unfortunate thing about Peacock is that, like, their biggest selling point is there's three things. Or mainly two, which is The Office and Harry Potter. Like, that's really what... And, you know, if you're a big Parks and Rec fan, you can watch Parks and Rec. But, like, those are really, like, the only, like, two things that are their selling point is you can watch this show that is about 10 years old and then you can watch this movie series that is over 10 years old and 
Yeah, if you like Harry Potter, I don't know. Like, it just, there's not much to it. And I think that I probably thought the same thing about um, Apple TV when it first started. But, I mean, look at Apple TV now. Like, it has, like, so much. Like, sure, it started off with that um, okay-ish Tom Hanks war film. And then you get Ted Lasso. But then it's, like, give all these other shows, too. But, I don't know. I think everyone's just trying to do a streaming network. And it's, like, the new big thing right now. And I'm just interested to see, like, how it's going to end. Like, I I honestly think that, like, someone's going to buy someone out that, like, probably Disney will buy Peacock out or something. Or, no, because that's NBC Universal. So, no, Disney can't do that. But you never know. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like everything is so fragmented at this point that it's got to swing back the other way. But I think we're probably still a few years away from that happening. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. But yeah, it's just, I, yeah. I finally cut one of my subscription services because Shudder as a horror movie subscription and I've had it for ages and I really like it, but I hadn't like I just hadn't touched it for months. And like it's fair, you know, it's only like six bucks a month or something, but that adds up and considering I was like I've watched this zero times in three months, it's time to go. I almost feel like that with Netflix. Like, I can't really remember the last time I watched anything on Netflix, you know, other than Great British Baking Show. But I I think that's coming back soon. So I really hope so. Because Paul Hollywood tweeted something after, like, one of their football teams lost or something. And he's like, oh, we'll be back in the tent soon. I'm like... You better fucking be because I feel like it's been forever since I watched this <laughs> show. It's just so good. Yeah. It's so good, but then it makes me crave sweets. And it, like the other day, my sister decided to send me a care package of like Rice Krispie treats. And unfortunately, I ate them all because they were fucking delicious and it was only me at home. So like that needs to like not happen anymore. Because there's no one here. Like, I open the fridge and, like, they're still there. And then I leave and then I open the fridge again and they're still fucking there. And <laughs> I have no choice but to eat them because they're fucking there. I could have brought them in for my coworkers, but no, they're right here. <laughs> no. But yeah, I just, ugh. I love that show too. Just everyone's so good. And I love Noel. I, I adore him. He is a bizarre, hilarious man. He's just, like, such a great, like, host because he's just so, like, funky, like, in the best way. He's just so funny. And I loved, um, God, Mel and Sue were good. And then it was, um, Nolan Sandy. I loved Sandy. Like, Sandy was so funny, too. And, like, they would always get so emotional when people would have to leave the competition. And that's just so heartwarming because... American television is just going to be like so vile, especially like competition shows. But this one's just so good. I love that we're getting that right now. Just good, feel good TV shows. Like, why can't all TV be like that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want all TV to be like that, but I do wish American, um, like, comp- competitive reality shows weren't quite so nasty. Yeah. 
like I just feel like The Bachelor and Bachelorette, you know, it's always been kind of just like nasty or just filled with drama. But God, I just feel like lately it just it hasn't been too hot. Like I even I haven't even watched this last season. I mean, I already know what happens, but I mean, I it's just it's it's becoming too much for me. You know, like the staged arguments. You know, the staged here's this. Let's go argue about this. You know, planting just bad things. I don't know, you know, casting racist people, horrible people. I don't know. It just, it sucks. And it's like, you feel like they purposely do that because it's like they want to start something. And it's like horrible because like, why are we giving this platform to someone who isn't a good person? It just, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, but at least you have Ted Lasso. Like, I feel so happy after watching that. It's a good show. I can't wait for my jersey to come. I know. I can't wait to see it. So, what's been going on with Star Wars since we are, in fact, a Star Wars podcast? Oh, yeah. Um, not a ton. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con at home was this weekend, but honestly, like, you wouldn't much know it. Not just from Star Wars, but it seems like there wasn't any particularly big, geeky news. But the only Star Wars-related thing was they had a High Republic panel, and... January will be the end of like the first, I don't know, like chapter or section or whatever it is at the, of of the High Republic. And that'll, I guess, sort of like bring the end of this first arc. And so, you know, there's this sort of it's like what they've done with all the other things where there's, you know, there's the adult novel, there's a YA novel, a middle grade novel, and some comic books. So this time around, the um, the adult novel is called The Fallen Star. So I guess we're going to see the description of the space station, and that is by Claudia Gray, which I'm excited for because her um, her previous foray, the, the YA novel she wrote, was my favorite of the stuff so far. Um, Charles Scholl is doing something called Eye of the Storm, which is focusing on Marcion Rowe, who's the main bad guy of the Nihil, and that's the comic for Marvel. Uh, Justina Ireland is doing a middle grade novel called Mission to Disaster, and Daniel Jose Older is doing a YA novel called Midnight Horizon. Uh, I'm no, I'm really glad it's Claudia Gray. Um, I'll, I'll read the YA stuff because I've liked that so far. I did just finish... Um, Okay, it'll be out by the time this episode comes out, and that is Justina Ireland's uh, Out of the Shadows, which was her YA novel in this last um, wave. I liked it. I didn't love it. Uh, part of that is on me, which I I went into this because I got a review copy. I went into it thinking it would be co-current with the Kevin Scott adult novel, Rising Storm. It's actually very much after the events of that book and my reserve 
on that hadn't come into the library yet. So I read, I read it out of order and like, look, like the spoilers and stuff, like that's not like a fault of the book. It's after the events of the other book and I read them out of order. So that's on me, but I do feel, I don't know. Like the writing's good. It's, there's some parts of it that seem to like stuff that happened off page that should have happened like we should have gotten a description of happening instead of just being told hey and then they were there but there's some cool new characters and some ones we've seen before and i sort of like how the books weave characters in and out if you read them all of this person will be a main character in this book and then a side character in another book and a minor character will become a main character um you know it's a YA book there's a nice little um romance with this main girl and her girlfriend who like at the start of the book is her ex-girlfriend and I like them both I do feel like their relationship we don't really quite understand in terms of like we're told that they quickly fell in love and then had this breakup and then you know it's about whether they'll get back together or not but all of that seems very much kind of hand-waved and I wish we could have gotten to actually know a little bit more about what happened because they're both cool characters and it's, it's nice to have a, um, a queer relationship in these books, but it did feel very much just sort of, uh, telling rather than, than showing. That's a shame. But, you know, but there's fun and it's got um one of my favorite of the new Jedi characters from these books is Vernesta, who has this like she now has this lightsaber whip, which is kind of awesome. And it's I don't know, there's a lot of fun new stuff that they've done in these and um, not to really get into spoilers, but by the end of the book, we have set up. What would seem to be a new ongoing antagonist or group of antagonists for for the books, and I think that's cool because I like that I I the Nihil as much as they're goofy and totally totally ripped off from Mad Max. I I do enjoy them, but they've they've also now added what is potentially like evil corporate concern. And I think that is a nice counterbalance to like, you know, crazy rock and roll pirates. Hmm. Pirates. Well, that's interesting. But no, like, I think if you're reading the other books, that one is uh, out of the shadows is definitely worth picking up. Um, you can't really just read it on your on its own. Like some of the stuff from the last books is are explained, some of it is not explained at all. So the the really it's not like a direct sequel, but you do kind of have to be reading all of these. I think. Yeah, you know, as much as it would be nice to be able to like just read one of these books and like understand everything that's going on, like it, it's hard because like how many how many books have they like made like for this you know High Republic. Um, well, this is like this one. The ones that are coming out right now are the second set of them. But it is this thing, you know, it's, it seems to be the pattern of adult novel, YA novel, middle grade novel, comic books. 
Uh, I haven't read any of the comics and I don't feel lost from those. And I haven't read like the middle grade or the kids stuff. And I don't feel lost from that, but I do. I think you could probably read just the adult novels. I don't know if you could read just the YA novels. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I wish it was like easier for, cause I know that, you know, they create young YA, you know, novels for a reason, but I don't know. I'm also glad that like you're reading them because it's like I'm interested to hear like how they are and you know especially like your reviews are you know really well detailed so but I'm I'm glad that you liked it I wish that you loved it though like I'm sorry you didn't love it <laughs> yeah we'll see I just um my my reserve on rising storm which is the Kevin Scott one just came in so I'm gonna read that even though now I know some of the stuff that happens in it again that's my own that's my own fault <laughs> No. Well, no, it's just I, I would have I would have read them in order just because I had a review copy of the Justina Ireland one. I wanted to get it like reviewed before it came out. So I was I'm like, well, I have to read this one first because I don't have time. Do you get review copies for a lot of books? Um, not a ton, like some. I was I was surprised to get the um to get accepted because there's a site called NetGalley where you can you know if you have like a profile you can and then you can like request books and I put the request in for the for out of the shadows and I was not expecting to actually get approved on it but I did um it's the first time I've I've gotten a Star Wars one but it's also the first time I've ever like asked for a Star Wars one but no I had I had reviews copies of um the the Chuck Wendig book that just came out um I get yeah, yeah. Aren't I, you, yeah. Well, aren't you like like buddies like with Chuck Wendig? Like, <laughs> doesn't he like follow you on like Twitter and you know yes, you guys yes, talk every definitely. now and then? I mean, yeah, we talk on we've had a couple of conversations on Twitter. I don't know if that makes us buddies, but well, I don't know. But I mean, the next time you talk to him, you should tell him that I I wrote an essay about you know one of his articles like many years ago in college. Like, you know, maybe I can get in, you know, with this like secret fan club, like friendship that with uh, <laughs> with Chuck Wendig. My best friend, Chuck Wendig. Yeah, you're, like why with my, my uh, like my arch nemesis, John Stamos, you know, like, <laughs> but it's like opposites because like Chuck Wendig isn't anyone's, uh, I mean, he, he, could, he could be like some, someone's nemesis because of, you know, the, the, the dumb people that get mad about the shit that he does, but the good shit that he does. But I don't know. No, I like uh, I like him. I like him too. I like him more than John Stamos. <laughs> but that's that's really cool, you know. Like an advanced copy. Like, did you have to like explain? Like, I'm the co-host of Canto Bite Dispatch, <laughs> and I want to review this uh, on my successful Star Wars podcast where we talk about Ted Lasso. <laughs> fucking Ben Mendelsohn and other various topics. I mean, really what happened is I went on that Kelly and I had a button saying request this book. And then like a couple weeks later, they're like, okay, you can have this book. Well, maybe they know you. <laughs> maybe they listen to us. Maybe, maybe they know us. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. You never know. Like y you never know, you know, like, 
we can go to like the next Star Wars convention and we can meet like so many people that we we never knew like listened to us. You know? You just you never know. I would pay money that Chuck Wendig does not listen to any Star Wars podcasts. Well, I mean, maybe he listens to you since you guys are like friends and shit. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah, I, I, his, I think his experience with Star Wars might have soured him just a tad. Oh, like Pablo Hidalgo? I don't think Pablo. I think Pablo is the last person to listen to a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. No. But Pablo is also your friend because doesn't he follow you on Twitter? Yeah, he follows me on Twitter. You see, you're friends with all of these cool people, you know, because you yourself are cool. So, like, you gravitate towards, like, all the other cool people. So you're just, like, one step closer to Ben Mendelsohn. Like, I know that you can do it in the next, like, two to five years, possibly less, because we've already done so many reviews on his movies. I mean, the fact that you've done so many reviews on other actors' movies, you know, you have Gerard Butler, you have Vin Diesel. And the fact that you haven't, like, heard from, like, I don't know. Like, if I were an actor, like, I would be honored if someone, you know, went through my movie catalog and reviewed my movies and said nothing yeah. but kind, wonderful things. Ah, uh, we had plenty of not kind things to say <laughs> about Vin Diesel. Yeah, and especially the fact that The Rock is refusing to do, like, a billion-dollar franchise because of how much an asshole Vin Diesel is. Yeah. Fucking Vin, man. Like... Jerry Butler, we've been very nice about, although we have not liked several of the movies, but we like him and only have nice things to say about him. Because he seems like a delightful man who I would very much like to like have a beer with. He just seems cool. Oh, God. Did you see that Gerard Butler movie, the Greenland one? Where no, I haven't like, seen it yet because I, it was one of those things where I'm like, well, now that I'm doing this podcast, I might as well just wait until I get to it. Don't do it. Like, well, don't watch. I'm going to watch it. I do a podcast where we cover his filmography. I know. But like, Emily, it's it's bad. Like, it's it's a bad like I like bad movies because like they're funny. But like this one was like annoyingly bad. I watched all of Vin Diesel movies. I, I think I can handle it. I don't know. Like, the, the Pacifier was... I saw The Pacifier twice. Fuck that movie. Oh, man. Did I have seen that movie more than, like... I, I remember seeing that in the theaters when I was a kid. We loved that movie. We probably had it on, like, DVD and watched it, like, several, several have times. Have you watched it as an adult? No, I don't want to. <laughs> 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 it's also like oh like super weirdly racist and oh i know that's horrible I, I can't believe that you watch that but it's just so funny just like what movies you watch as kids and we watch them as adults and we're like what is this like what but oh yeah kids have terrible taste yeah we yeah i almost said yeah we do but it's like i'm not i'm, I'm, I'm a 26 year old lady like i'm not a kid but I watch kid shows sometimes. But well, I'm glad that you got an advanced copy. I'm glad that you know your friendships with Pablo Hidalgo and Chuck <laughs> Wendig are going very strong. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I I, I can't do, wait. To f- I do ch- I do check every once in a while, like after I've gone on a tear about something, to see if they are still following me. 
Well, they follow you because they agree with you. So the tear that you're probably going about is probably something valid. I mean, it's 100% valid. So, of course, like they, you know, they're still going to follow you. Or they have me muted. Either way, it's fine. Yeah. I have a lot of people muted. Like, Oh, me too. It's funny how, like, you can mute someone and then just, like, your whole Twitter account just, like, goes silent. And you scroll and you're like, wow, like, last time someone posted was, like, five days ago. (laughs) I don't know. But also, I am not on social media, like, at all. Like, I skim Twitter and, like, that's it. Like... I have no idea like anything that's going on. Like, thank God it's like slow, like news wise or nothing bad is happening. Oh God, I hope nothing bad is happening, but I don't know. There's just bad batch going on right now. And then uh, this high Republic stuff, which I know like some people like talk about. So not much going on. Yeah, no, and speaking of Bad Batch, I gotta say, this was a pretty, like, aggressively mediocre episode. I was almost excited when it ended, because I can continue watching the Olympics or go back to Band of Brothers. Because I was like, I have to watch this. It was like, I knew that it wasn't good because no one talked about it because I was able to scroll Twitter on Friday without any spoilers like the fucking second that Hera showed up two episodes ago like everyone was talking about it like oh my god this character like oh like it got me so emotional and I'm like okay like okay I I get it but also, like, spoilers. So then I have to make sure to watch it before Monday because, you know, they post the thing on Monday of, like, which character was in the episode. Like, they do that with Marvel. But, I mean, that's my fault. I mean, I just get so busy. But, I mean, yeah. It was fine. Carla from... from I almost said Carla from Sears. Carla from Cheers. <laughs> I like I like her character. I like Sid. I just think the episode was just so, like, paint-by-numbers star wars cartoon episode that it was a shame like dave my man like why why do you do this like i understand you know what goes into a show but i don't i don't know like i i hate using the word filler but did we need this episode no what else could it be given us but then it's just it's me being greedy and i hate feeling like i'm greedy because it makes me feel gross because like i know so much effort goes into like making like an episode you know you got to get a script and yada 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 and then it's like well the script suck (laughs) but it's like you can't say that but i don't know but i mean i just didn't think it was that good Yeah, no, it just wasn't. Like, you can, like, it's fine to do an episode that, you know, is quote unquote filler if it's actually an interesting story that you're telling. Like, I don't, I don't care if maybe it's spinning its wheels a little bit, if it's still engaging, but I just feel like this is a story I've seen eight bajillion times and I just didn't have anything new to offer. 
yeah, you know, the bad guy. Then the bad guy kind of gets redeemed in the end. And why'd you help the bad guy? Well, he needed help. I mean, like, Omega did nothing wrong. Like, that's really nice of Omega that, you know, she saw this asshole and then, like, something happened and then she wanted to help him because, like, that's just the kind soul that Omega is, is that, you know, she thinks, you know, everyone can be helped. And she thinks that, I don't know, not that everyone can be saved, but I mean, like, that there's good people. You know, yeah, she said, you like, know, Sid liked yeah. him. Not Sid, the um, the pet. Oh, the pet. You see, that just shows how much I was paying attention. That pet is very episode. cute. I don't remember the name of it, but it's a cute and it looks like some sort of little lizard creature. And it's very adorable. And I like that it attacks everybody who is not its owner or Omega because everybody likes Omega. Yeah. I also like that they're using like the indicator that like, well, if the pet doesn't like you, then there's something wrong with you. Because like that's a pretty good indicator. I was at a furniture store the other day and they had an associate that was this cute little dog named Buzz Lightyear. And I'm Aww. thinking, why doesn't every store have a Buzz Lightyear? Because he was just following us around, you know, with his ball in his mouth, you know, just showing us furniture. And I'm thinking like, this <laughs> is the life I want to live. Like, why don't more places have those? And then, like, we leave, we go to another furniture store. There's no fucking buzz greeting us. It's just some person asking us, like, 50 Boo. questions. What are you looking for? Why are you looking for this? What's your name? Where are you from? What are you doing? How are you doing? Where do you work? What do you do for a living? How old are your parents? Like, just weird, weird-ass questions. And then, like, you get Buzz Lightyear, and he's just so fucking happy to see you, tail-wagging and shit, you know, showing you around the place. Like, it just... We need just we need that shit. Like more places should have animal associates. Yeah, I like that idea. What kind of dog was Buzz Lightyear? Uh, Buzz was like a a pit bull mix. It was really Aww. cute. I have a picture of him with Carlos here. I'll send I'll send you it to you right now. But <laughs> it was just so wholesome, and I'm just thinking like, ugh, why can't more places be like this? Here, I just sent you the picture now. You just see him, like, just, like, jogging up. I was so sad that we couldn't find anything in that furniture store, too, because it was, like, one of those, like, outlet furniture stores. And it, all they had was, like, couches and beds. And I was thinking, shit, we already have all of this. But they had some, like, nice shit in there. So definitely, like, if we need any of that, we'll definitely go back there because the guy was super cool. But not as cool yes. as Buzz Lightyear. That's a handsome dog. I know. I would like to be his friend. Yeah, me too. He's very friendly. Very friendly. I'd like to be friends with most dogs. Me too. Dogs are good people. Yes. Huh. Well, Bad Batch was fine. I would like to see like what Crosshair is going to do and how he's going to try to hunt down the Bad Batch. I'm curious about Omega and how Omega is going to stay safe with all those bounty hunters going after her. Yeah, I, I, I wonder what the end game for Omega is. But I have to say, like, I, this, like, thinking about it, this is really the first episode of Bad Batch that I was just like, 
is it over yet? Like, there's other episodes that I've, like, you know, certainly there's episodes I liked more than others, but this was the first one where I'm just like, this is super boring. What's, there's nothing happening here. I was barely paying attention. No good. And that surprises me because I thought that, I thought that episode was what the whole show was going to be like. No show is Star Wars Resistance, Emily. I like Miku. I miss him. And Bitey. Bitey was good. And I liked Tam. And I liked Tora Doza. And I liked her dad. And I liked most of the characters that weren't... What, Cass. What's his name? Yeah, Cass. No. I forgot. It was who was the guy that reminds me of Sal? I can't think of. It was God. What was his name? You do you know what I'm talking of. about? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, in in Resistance, um, he was the other pilot. I don't know. There were a lot of pilots. Yeah, <laughs> that was sort of up, the central premise me, of the show. Let me look up Star Wars <laughs> Resistance characters. I'm gonna like know it like as soon as I uh, Jaeger. Jaeger was cool. I don't know why he reminded me of Sal. He Probably reminded you of cool. Sal? Yeah, because Jaeger's cool, and so is Sal. Okay. I don't know. But that's it. Like, those were the only good things about that show. And it sucks because, like, this sh- the uh, Bad Batch, like, really makes me, like, want to, like, go back and watch Rebels. Because, you know, there's some, like, redeeming qualities of Rebels, but, like, not all of them are redeeming to me. I, I-, I love, like, Hera's story and her and Kanan, and especially with, like, Sabine and I loved how, like, at the beginning of The Mandalorian Season 2, like, everyone thought that Sabine was going to be in it. And how, like, wrong everyone was. I mean, it's totally fine to be wrong. But I don't know. I'm I'm eager to see, like, if she's going to be in Season 3 of The Mandalorian. Yeah. That seems, like, so far away. You know, especially with all this yeah. Kenobi, with all the Kenobi stuff going on right now. Yeah, I don't know. I'm mostly like we got plenty of stuff before then. We've got uh visions, we got Book of Boba. There's other shit going on. Oh, they announced um that they're doing a Cobb Vanth Hot Toys. And they had a they had a preview of it up at Sideshow, but right now all they're showing is a helmeted version. And if there is not a version that is unhelmeted, what's even the fucking point? Because then it's just a guy, like, a really, like, goofy-looking version of the Boba Fett outfit. I need to see Timmy Olathon, and I hope, like, I assume there's going to be a swap-out head with, with a face portrait. Because, like, again, otherwise, what's the fucking point? But can somebody capture the handsomeness of Mr. Timothy Olathon? No. 
I don't think so. I think about how bad the Black Series Poe was, and I think about the fact that there has still not been a Poe Dameron hot toy, even though they announced one years ago. And I think it is they cannot get Oscar to look right. Maybe they're just embarrassed because like they fucked him up so many times and they just don't want to try it again. But we have hope. <laughs> like you can do it. But yeah, it's gonna be hard to, you know, put that hair. <sighs> the hair is magnificent. But hopefully they do well, look, here's the cool thing is if they don't do a head sculpt, or if the head sculpt is bad, then I save like two hundred and fifty dollars because I will not buy it. But on the other hand, I want it to be good because I really want it because it would be awesome to have a little miniature Timothy Oliphant sitting on my desk. There are definitely pros and cons to, you know, the scenario of if if Cobb Vanth is good or not. But I hope he's good, even though that it would, you know, cost you $250. Like, I think that it would be a good investment. Yeah. And it won't come out for a while, so I have time to save up some money. And I have like 80 bucks in sideshow points that I can use towards it. But Oh, then there you go. You just got to think of it of like $80 less. It's like 100 and something. So it's like you're only spending 100 and something on something that you're going to look at forever and worship. Yeah. Because no. it's... I don't have to worry about it yet. Yeah. We'll see. It's still on the early stages. Because even when they like, even when it goes on pre-order, those pre-orders are generally like a year out. So... And it could be months before we, it even goes on pre-order. So we'll see. And I'm hoping and kind of thinking he's going to end up in um, Book of Boba Fett. I think he has to because he's... He's there. He's there. He's on the planet. You know, like just like uh, how the babysitter is going to be there. Probably. And if... Uh, if I mean Boba Fett has taken over, you know the criminal, uh, like underground on the planet, and if Cobb Vanth is still doing his martial thing, then that's an automatic conflict for those two. Yeah, I guess it's not so much the criminal underground; they are very much operating out in the open. Yeah, I'm still really curious of, you know, what that show is going to be like. I feel like so many people are focusing on Kenobi right now, especially because it's filming. I mean, like, I don't know. The the hype on it's like what I expected it to be. But I'm almost fearing that it's like almost like too overhyped and like it's going to be like not good. I mean, like I want it to be good, but I don't know. Hype scares me sometimes, especially, you know, when they bring back characters but, you know, something entirely new, like the Book of Boba, like I'm really excited about because, you know, we don't get a show like this, you know, and you can say that about Obi-Wan too. But I mean, I just, it's been talked about like for so many years and it was something that, you know, when we first started this podcast was something that like I really wanted. And then like that was something I went back and forth on a lot with like, should we get this? Like, is this really necessary? And the fact that, you know, there's probably going to be another fight between like Anakin and Obi-Wan since like they were hinting about it at that, you know, meeting last uh, last November or December. But 
I don't know. I'm cautious. And I hate being cautious about, you know, things with Star Wars because it's like, you know, I, I like Star Wars. You know, I do a fucking Star Wars podcast. But yeah, it just when you're let down so many fucking times, like you just stop believing in it. I have a sneaking suspicion. And this isn't just like because Obi-Wan is a character I'm not particularly interested in. I think this show is not going to be very good. It just, I don't know, there's something about it where I'm just like, it, it, it's too connected and wrapped up to everything else that I think it's, it's might just whiff it. Especially with hearing all like the rumors and everything that's going on. Like I, I check the, I check the Reddit, I check everything and I just don't want this to be like too fan servicey. But at the same time, like I get it. Cause just it's like with the Mandalorian, that last episode, man, just fuck. Just how how do you make something entertaining but like not make it entirely fan servicey where you feel like you have to add like so much to it, like where, you know, you have a show, you know, like the Mandalorian the first season where it's like a brand new character a brand new concept like it's so hard for star wars to do that because it's like they feel like their fans like need this nostalgia but it's like they're not thinking about like all the fans like i like nostalgia you know i'm invested in it at the moment but then it's like when i go back i'm thinking like i it's like a wasted opportunity to do something like new and exciting you know you see something like the last jedi which was a new and exciting movie that definitely challenged us and something that, you know, Star Wars had never seen before. And it was too much for some people. So what did Lucasfilm do? They stepped way the fuck back and tried to satisfy those who were, you know, disappointed in the film. You know, it was it was a relatively, like, small amount of people that were disappointed, but, you know, they were loud enough for Lucasfilm to think that, wow, like, a lot of people didn't like this movie. And I feel like that's what they're doing with Obi-Wan is that they're seeing like all of this chatter and all of this, you know, we want Obi-Wan, we want Obi-Wan. But I mean, it's probably like a small amount of people. I mean, it's uh, not small, but like not like huge. Like, I don't know. It just, it's rough. Like fan service is rough and pleasing everyone is rough, but also like originality in a show, especially a Star Wars show is super rough. Yeah, like, just, you gotta move forward. Yeah, and that's the problem with Star Wars, I think, is just, like, they don't know how to move forward. Like, they're just stuck in the past. And how are we supposed to move on if we're stuck in the past all the time? Like, if I have kids one day, like, how am I going to explain to them how just Star Wars, like, just for, like, ten years, just, like, started going back and doing, like, oh, this is a film about this person. This is a film about that person. We have a Han Solo movie. Like, my kid's going to fucking ask, like, why why aren't there news stories? Why isn't there this? I'm going to be like, because a bunch of people were complaining that the news stories sucked. So they stopped doing the news stories and focused on characters from the past. And, like, that's a shitty answer. Like, mm. I don't know. It just, I want to stop being continuously disappointed in in Star Wars. And it's hard to have hope. I mean, the Bad Batch is good. You know, the Mandalorian was fine. You know, they're casting in different choices that they made with 
that were like super disappointing and they really made me question you know like my my love for star wars i always will love it but it just it's it's complicated right now look i i the stuff in mandalorian that i love i really 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 love and i think they did a lot of 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 super fun stuff but it also is just way too bogged down in the past of star wars and that is a shame yeah like how are we supposed to grow if we're still stuck in the past like, we need to grow. You see Marvel. You see all these different, you know, shows. You see all these new shows. You see all these new movies. Like, why, why well, can't Marvel's we got grow? Marvel's fucking problems, but... Oh, they do, yeah. No, no denying that. But, like, why... Why are you Marvel still has trying... Their every, everything needs to connect to everything all the time. And God forbid you make a movie or a TV show that can just be its own thing. Yeah, and God, it gets so confusing with the lore too, especially with Loki. I still need to go back and watch it, but Loki's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll have to watch that. I know I heard a lot of people say, my my people, not any of our people, that the finale episode sucked. So I really what? don't want. That's I know. Insane. Uh, I know I, I need to talk with my people, but yeah, I th- our people liked it. I don't know, but uh, when will Star Wars grow? That is my question. Possibly with Visions, possibly with Boko Boba, possibly with, you know, the future of Star Wars. You know, these everything they're doing with the High Republic seems, like, really cool. And, you know, even though, like, you know, it's, it's something good, but it's not great. It's not fantastic. It's not something that, you know, you're thinking about 24-7. Like, it's, it's still good and still doing good. And I just want that from Star Wars. Like, I want the feeling I got after I saw The Last Jedi. Like, I want that love again, and I think that love is past. That sounds, like, really deep. Sounds like I'm, like, breaking up with Star Wars or something, but <laughs> I think we're just on a break right now. Man, I just, I want that Ryan Johnson trilogy so bad. I do, too. And not only because, like, The Last Jedi, like, was, like, one of my favorite movies, but just, like, the symbolism and just, like, what it means like to us and what it means, you know, to all those fans like who, you know, truly love The Last Jedi and truly loved how it challenged them, how, you know, just it was just so different. Like that's just its symbolism to like what we what Star Wars truly needs and what we need is change, you know, is <laughs> Yeah. Move the fuck on is a large message in that movie. And then of course the J.J. Abrams decided, uh, no, let's just go completely backwards. Let's just bring Palpatine back and have terrible dialogue. <laughs> and let's have a kiss at the end. Let's let's kiss. No. Mm. Fuck. But. Man, I wonder how John Boega is doing. I hope he's doing okay. Yeah, I hope so. I like that guy. I do too. He's so fun. 
Well, do we have anything else? Uh, Star Wars? Anything else? Ted Lasso? Um, I'll try to watch Gossip Girl tomorrow so that we can actually talk about it. But I don't think it's going to be any good, which like is sad. Because that's also something that should change. I mean... <laughs> No, it's just like it's not very good. Like that's just what it's gonna be. I mean, it's not like the first one was a great work of art on television. It's just this one is more boring and has more irritating characters. Although, look, the last one had fucking Jenny and Dan. It's just they also had characters who I did like. Whereas this buddy is only annoying people so far. Yeah, that's true. Though it did have Jenny and Dan. Like I just think that. The early 2000s were just, like, such an like such a time, like, such an interesting time, like, especially, like, growing up in the early 2000s and hearing the music, seeing, you know, the phones, seeing, like, just, like, the little things that, like, made you think, okay, like, this is what I was doing in 2007, 2008, and, like, just, just that kind of nostalgia for me is good because, like, it's, it's good nostalgia and I don't know it's hard to explain but like it just that's what those times were and I think that you know this gossip girl like it just seems like so intense like are all high school kids like having threesomes and you know trying to have sex with the teachers and then are all the teachers, you know, trying to, you know, get back at the students who are being assholes to them? Like, is that what's, like, really going on? Like, is that what the education system has been like the, you know, past 10 years since I left, you know, high school? Yeah, I could I could use a little less, like, like look, high schoolers having sex, yeah, of course. But, yeah. like, the, this, like... The fact that it's, like, this, like, really, like, glamorous, like, outrageous stuff and not just, like, teenage fumbling in the bedroom while they're, like, half scared their parents are going to come home seems a bit silly. Yeah. I mean, like, shit, you know, you do whatever, you know, as long as consent's there, like, 100%, yeah, you you do you. But, uh, yeah, just, it seems very intense and glorified and... I liked how Gossip Girl, like, wasn't entirely glorified. Like, even though, like, there was these unrealistic characters who were just, like, super rich for no reason and did these things for no reason. But, like, they weren't trying to be, like, anyone or anything. Like, uh, I don't know. And maybe it's just the connections, like, we have towards it because of, like, what it means to us, like, when we were watching it. But... Yeah, I think you are... Looking at the old Gossip Girl with uh, slightly rose-tinted glasses. I am. I I have a tendency of doing that. I I see too much good in things at a point. But I don't know. It was one of the things that got me through, you know, the the last couple of months of unemployment. So I think that's probably why, like I see it with like rose tinted glasses is because like it, it got me through like kind of like a rough patch. And it was like kind of like the last show that I watched before. Like I, you know, I got the job. So it's yeah. one of those like last things that like needed to happen. And the last things until this. But yeah. 
I don't know. But anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Okay. Well, where can we find you in the podcast on social media? Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram occasionally at Pod. You can send us email, which I haven't gotten an email in a while, and I would like to get some, especially as we get close to 200, but that is CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Yes, and yeah, send us email. We're so close to 200. I I want to hear what we should be doing for 200. But you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as Kento Brit. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go. It's time to serenade my girl Lindo. Sorry, the ladies, where I had to say no, but if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto. No shame in the game, make even Rogue One seem tame. But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main. Yeah, that's fire. Love on the rocks, leaves the love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked, especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Canto bite. Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brews Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fushi Dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and Horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name Don't feel no shame You love the fun The games And refresher bangs Hang on every word Of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes Every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word Maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know Maybe ask the girls If Yaddle squirts Take your CBD Send in your top three, And you'll always be A bitch like me Get him Eric Get him Eric